What's going on, everyone? It's Mike. And John. And we're here bringing you this week's episode of Beard Stroking Bullshit. John, how the hell are you, man? Good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. Been, uh, been an interesting week since we last spoke. Yes, things have happened and we have much to discuss. We have much to discuss and very little time to discuss it, so yes, let's get it, right the fuck to it. Yeah, we learned a lot. People's lives were ruined and other people's lives were made better. <laughs> we're going to get to all that, but first, you went to some convention, I believe. Yeah, yes. I, went, I went to two of them, actually. I, I, went, against, I went against my better judgment uh, and went to uh, the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest slash Walker Stalker, which I spent zero time on the Walker Stalker side because as... It's been, apparently, because there's still a large fan base. Um, I haven't watched it all this season, as you know, or I yeah. don't know if I've mentioned. Um, the Walking Dead is dead to me, so. It's, I, I'll binge it when, it when it hits Netflix and make my decision, but at this point, I'm not going to keep up with it live. Uh, r- real quick on that, since we're talking about uh, Walking Dead, I did watch the latest episode uh, in a vacuum. Okay. Um, and uh, and because a lot of people were like, "Wow, Walking Dead is back," and then some people were like, "Wow, you people will accept anything." And I was like, "I wonder, <laughs> I wonder." I was like, "Well, what do they consider good?" And uh, I watched it, and I was like, "Wow, no, this this still blows." So no, I thought uh, I thought it was terrible. Like there were so many things I was like, "That was dumb." So uh, so never mind. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> so yeah, so we met, we spent most of our time uh, on the heroes and villains side. Um, got to meet uh, the two ladies from. Um, uh, Riverdale, uh, the chick who plays the girl who plays Betty Betty Cooper, and the girl who plays Cheryl Blossom, uh, and then I also got to meet uh, Ebon. I can't think of Ebon Moss uh, Brichard, or, or I, I think that's his name. He played uh, the dude uh, in in the Punisher that that helps him out, uh, the one who kind of goes into hiding. Oh um, yes, yeah, uh, the dude, his helper yeah, that guy. Dude. I, yeah, he I always has one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was really cool, super friendly. Uh, he's like, I don't understand it, man. Because I was like, listen, like I know this is probably what you get a lot, uh, question wise. But uh, are you coming back for season two? And he's like, yeah, man. Like I wish I could say something, but for whatever reason, they won't let me say anything. So uh, maybe. So he might be back. I don't. I don't know. Um, and then uh, I spent uh, the best fifty dollars I could on a really badass limited a season nine Archer poster for Danger Island. Nice. Uh, Danger Zone. Um, uh, and I met uh, Lana Kane herself, uh, Aisha Tyler, who was fantastic and sweet. Um, and she's actually got a new movie that I think just came out to like streaming platforms yesterday. Ooh! And it's it's her first, like it's her directorial debut. And it's if I was reading it correctly, it was shot in like three days. Nice. Uh, but it was like an old, it was like a thirteen or maybe thirty page script. I, I want to say it's a thirty page script. That they shot in full all three days. Oh wow! Okay. They had to shoot it from start to finish all three days. There can be no hearing, fuck ups. We only have I, this much well, film. Let us go. The, yeah. And that's the thing too is like it's filmed in one position, which is a car, uh, which was helpful. But at the same time, uh, she had to make some changes to the script to make shoot it during the day. Uh, and it was really interesting to hear her like what she's what she's doing outside of Archer. Um, and I'm actually really excited to kind of see it because she's like, yeah, there was some real fucking problems. And I was like, whoa, uh, like if you're shooting it start to like finish in three days, uh, she goes, well, let's just say our lead actor, who's the main character who we follow throughout the movie, uh, got sunburned on the first day. That's fucked up. So they had to definitely, uh, find ways to make him look less sunburned, uh, for the subsequent days. 
Um, so it was really cool to meet her. She was really sweet. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, I told her about the podcast. Uh, I told her that uh, Archer Be Damned, I'd more or less like to know what the hell she's playing and what the hell she's looking forward to uh, in gaming. So I'm going to reach out to her, and hopefully, maybe, we'll have her on the podcast someday. Yeah, I hope, man, I hope she's back at Ubisoft's press conference. This, <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is the first press conference where they're not under threat from Vivendi, and I don't know if you recall, yeah. but, like, the last few have been pretty weird, how they're just, like, the, they, like, the last one, they, like, all the major Ubisoft players got on stage and they were just like all like basically holding hands and being like, yeah. please don't destroy our lives. Like it was, the, that was the vibe I was yeah. getting. So I'm very curious yeah. to see if she's leading it again. Like, what the fuck Ubisoft does at E3. I it's really good. hope so. Cause she always has, it looks, always looks like she has a really good time. Yeah. Um, and plus she's a big nerd like all of us. So like, fuck yeah. Like, look, come on, let's talk about video games. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Uh, like I said, we spent zero time on Walker, like the Walker Stalker side, because all every line was full. Like every line was, like Stephen Ogg's line was at cap. Uh, Freaking um, oh uh, oh, that's Jerry. why I watch Walking Dead because that because yeah. he he's no longer on the show. Trevor, yeah yeah, yeah Trevor's, out, Trevor's out of the show. That's I why heard. that was really what brought me. Okay, I was like, why did I watch it again? <laughs> yeah, couldn't um, remember. His line was packed. Uh, Jerry Cooper Andrews' line was packed because everyone loved fucking Jerry. Uh, I mean, I love Jerry too, but I mean, I just had no way that I was going to stand in that line and wait to meet him. No, yeah, I'm not big at, for waiting for celebrities to begin with, yeah. which is why I don't really gravitate <laughs> towards conventions, I find, because I'm just like, yeah. ah, I don't know. And like, I, What I really like to do with the C2E2s I went to was spend a lot of money. Um, yeah, on Artist Alley. Yeah, and well, Artist Alley. And Artist Alley, yes. But, like, otherwise, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, do I really want to meet the guy who played the cyborg in fucking I don't, <laughs> Rebel Rogue One? Yeah. I don't, fuck this. I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't really care. Like, whatever. They're actors to me, and that's great. But, like, yeah, if somebody's. But, but, you know, but God bless people. If they want to wait in the line, holy shit. Yeah. That draws them away from all the other shit I'd rather do. So Yeah, so that's, so that's what we did at Walker Stalker and Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. And so, like, because of whatever. Gods who hate comic book fans or just people in general. Uh, they had C2E2 and Walker Soccer uh, and Heroes and Villains on the same weekend. So I went to C2E2 on Sunday. Nice. We got to imagine there's a lot of crossover there. So that's really. Yeah. Like... That's what I, I'm like, kind of like, why would you think this is a good idea? Um, so went to C2E2. Uh, my plan was to basically try to get. Uh, through Artist Alley and through some of the, like, I didn't buy as much as I thought I was going to, um, which was just due to time constraints. Um, but when we first got in, I, like, kind of, like, shuffled my way to the back because I knew Phil Lamar was there. Uh, and so is Fred Tadisior, uh, and and we'll get kind of into Fred in a little bit. But um, Phil Lamar, if anyone who knows anyone or has listened to anything or watched TV or a movie in the last decade, three decades. Uh, you remember Phil Lamar from Mad TV, one of the one of the original cast members. Yes. Uh, Vamp from yep. MGS Two. Vamp from MGS Two. John Fuck, Stewart. I totally about that. John Stewart from Justice John, League Unlimited yep. and Justice League. Fucking dude, Phil Lamar is great. Hermes, Hermes Conrad. He's a god. Wait, no way. He's, he's yes, Hermes from he's Futurama. Hermes. Wow, he's man, that motherfucker's talented. He's got range. My and my favorite, Samurai Jack. He's Samurai Jack, too? He's Samurai Jack. Wow, I had no idea. He does um, a good I fucking totally... Rastafarian, a good Japanese samurai, and, of course, a fine black man. And man, now I'm I'm insanely upset that I didn't take anything Metal Gear-related to have him sign. Oh, man. 
Yeah, vamp, dude. Fuck. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Um, so we were, like, maybe fifth in line because, like, no one had gotten in line yet. And I was like – or, like, that, like there was maybe, like, a couple people in line. And I was like, well, fuck, yeah, that's awesome. And then I looked over because Fred uh, Tadisior, who does the voice of Soldier 76, and he's the voice of – he did the voice of Deathstroke, Muscle Dad from Regular Show, um, the Hulk in Animated. Um, so – his line was kind of short, and I was like, well, fuck, if I can knock these two birds out in one, with one stone, like, that's perfect. I'd spend the rest of my day drinking beer and walking through Artist Alley. Yeah, now we're talking. Um, so I get up to, and, like, halfway, like, we're not even, like, halfway to the point where, like, I've paid for whatever I'm going to get signed, which I got a sweet-ass Samurai Jack uh, photo signed. Uh, we hear, you know, we hear, we hear him yell out, as Hermes Conrad, my man, which, of course, which was a, a classic line. Yes. Um, and I was just super stoked. And so I get up there. I pay my, you know, my, I think it was like 25 bucks, 25, maybe 30 bucks for him to sign something and take a photo with me. I was like, fuck yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'd be more excited to meet him than like most celebrities. Yeah. So I take back my previous celebrity. I guess there are people that would really like to meet. Dude, but... talk, talk about someone who like, like we were like kind of like, I like, shook his hand. And, like, I started to like kind of say like you know thanks man like you've kind of like i've kind of followed your career since mad tv and like you know from the ubs man to you know marv in in pulp fiction and oh yeah and, you know and, right. and everything else that. like futurama like i was like dude i like I, I it's been awesome to watch you work like you have a great fucking talent i'm so glad that like you get recognized for who you who you voice and he goes to shake my hand again because he's like i'm sorry like, your name again and i was like this mike he shakes my hand, and I was wearing – I have a, a ring I, I typically wear uh, that's my grandfather's. And so he – and as he's shaking my hand, he's like, oh, that's a really sweet ring. He's like, where is that from? And the ring has kind of a really storied past in which, like, really short version uh, for the podcast. Um, my grandmother wanted to get my grandfather a ring. She took a job uh, at a place nearby, like a town over that was a funeral home. And when she would go in, she would go in to clean after everything was done. They would always tell her, hey, don't worry about this room. So she did this for a while. Uh, eventually it was close enough to making the amount that she needed, goes in to clean one night. They don't say anything. She goes in the other room, is cleaning, and then hears something, turns around. And as most people know, when you die, your brain doesn't die. Um, electrons keep moving and things happen. Uh, a body had sat up. She immediately dropped everything that she was doing and left, quit, never came back, had enough money to buy the ring. <laughs> awesome. So he asked me, he asked me about this ring and I, and like, the person I'm with goes, oh, there's a really funny story behind that ring. And I tell him, because he asked me, he's like, what's the story? So I gave him the short version like that. And he just goes, that's that's a hell of a story. And then we kind of just talked about, you know, uh, the person I was with, you know, we kind of talked about, um, you know, him as, as, as a voice actor. And I was like, you know, I think, you know, Samurai Jack's such a great story. And I feel like, you know, the, the depth and emotion you gave to a character who's been through so much was fantastic. Um, he was just super fun to be around and just super nice and genuine. And that was something that was really like for me stood out. Um, so I'm hoping, and I told, and he's got a Kickstarter that he's working on. Uh, he's like, yeah, I realized that you can't just take all this money and do the thing you want to do. Like you also have to, you know, get people things that they got through the Kickstarter. So he's like, I've been shipping shirts all over the fucking globe for like the last two, three weeks. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Kickstarting and then doing those rewards. That seems like, I mean, I, like, there's nothing quite like crowdfunding. Like, that is an yeah. amazing thing that's, that's you know, new, sort of. But, like, once you've done it and once you've got all the fucking shit, you're like, okay, all, all these people that fucking pledge. And that does not <laughs> seem like the fun part. 
No, so yeah, he's his his schedule is kind of crazy. I did talk to him about coming on the podcast too because I told him uh, not only are we big fans of his work, but that you yourself are someone who looks you know lo- is looking to uh, going into and has have been working in voice acting. Yes. Uh, so that I was like, I, we we would love to not only talk to you about that, but like we'd love to hear what your advice is to people like him who are interested in voice acting and going into that and what they can can do and what they should do and what maybe what they shouldn't do. Um, so hopefully, once his schedule clears out, we can bring him on. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, and then the last person I met was, of course, Fred Tadasior, as I mentioned before. Um, I brought up the fact that I had no idea that he was Muscle Dad, uh, so I thought it really worked well in the fact that he's played a lot of dadly characters, uh, as the references that Soldier 76 is the dad of Overwatch. Um it's true. So that was, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. Uh, he was really fun to talk to. Um it's just, it's so funny because he's like, you know, he's like, he talked about Charlotte. Charlotte was there. Matt Mercer was there. I didn't realize Matt Mercer was there, who does the voice of McCree. Charlotte does the voice of Diva. Um, I'm a Soldier 76 main, so of course I took Soldier 76, uh, my Funko Pop, to have him sign. Wait, was, what, did you, who, who does Diva's voice? Uh, Charlotte something. I oh, can't okay. think of uh, Diva. That sounds familiar that? for some reason. It's like I... All right, Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte Chung. Hmm. I'm not sure what else she's done. I don't know. Regardless, all right, Probably go ahead. Probably a lot. Um, so it was funny because he's like, it's kind of funny because I, like, I get to still be with, like, quote-unquote family. Like, you know, Matt's here, Charlotte's here. Um, and so we were kind of talking, and we kind of got on the subject of, like, well, you know, you guys have the events that, that, that you know, that happen that are more, like, story-driven that give you guys a little bit more. Like, is there a push from you guys to maybe see if Blizzard will give you, like, a single player that you guys can kind of voice and, like, He's like, that's something we really all want to do. Like, or a like, fucking ever... movie. Yeah, he's like, like those it's... dude. Those animated shorts are so good. Yeah, he's he's like, if they literally, he's like, if they give us anything to work on, whether it be a single player campaign that we all kind of get to to be a part of, or even if it's like the the shorts they do, he's like, I I we we all would love it. Like, we've all become like we've known some of us have known each other for a very long time because it's a tight like you know voice acting is a tight knit community, um, but. You know, he was like, I've, I've come to know everyone that does every voice for the characters really well. And he's like, we all just would love to continue working together and doing and making Overwatch something bigger, even even as big as it already is. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I they, they have that uprising event going on right now. Like, yep. Uh, which actually, since uh, since our last podcast, I uh, reinstalled, played some Overwatch, and then uninstalled it. So, <laughs> so yeah, fuck yeah, Overwatch. Um, yeah, so that was um, so that was fun. Uh, he was just a really cool dude to talk to. Um, and then, of course, I was kind of walking through. I missed uh, Rob Gullery, who does the artwork for Chew. He's got a book, uh, I think, that he's working. Uh, he's doing art with called Farm Stand, I think. Uh, which looks, from what I've been seeing from his Twitter account, looks really fucking good. And of course, it's his his art style that always, that drew me in. Uh, well, a friend handed me Chu. I love the art immediately, and then the story from John Layman. Segue. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, was what I really loved. Like the story and the art came together and made that book something really special to me. Um, so I missed Rob, and I was really bummed about that. Uh, I also missed a friend of ours from Alterna, Terry Mayo, who does The Wicked Righteous, so I'm kind of bummed about that. Uh, but I did, we were like maybe uh, most of the way through 
artist alley when like we walked past a table that like had no name whatever or no name whatsoever i turned and i was like i was just mentioning his name and i turned around i was like oh there he is so it was john lyman and uh writer of chew eisner award winner um if i'm not mistaken let me double check that perhaps i'm correct (laughs) i believe he is Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. New York, but he's a New York Times bestseller. I mean, come on. Now. Oh, good. Well, there you go. Um, but uh, is that not enough? <laughs> so we, uh, so we, him and I chatted for a little bit. Uh, I told him I we kind of reminisced on, on uh, a Twitter uh, back and forth we had a while back, uh, and talked a little bit about uh, what's coming for Chew, uh, the second the sequel, um, and we talked a little bit about his new book called Leviathan. Uh, which he gave me an ash can for. Now, if you're not up to lingo, uh, basically comic book ash cans are at, now these days are considered like mini comic books, uh, with basically like some finished and some unfinished panels uh, or pages. Uh, what they used to be is basically comic book ash cans were like what they would use for proposed titles, like back in the golden age of comics. Um, so they would use that to kind of establish a copyright. For their 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 property basically, oh, okay. But as of now, it's more or less used as like a, a mini or a digest comic. Uh, so this is like his. It's it's coming out from Image, of course. It's really interesting. I love the art. It's 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 John Layman, it's uh, Nick Patara, and then of course Mike Garland, uh, who's a colorist, and and it the art looks awesome. Yeah, that's the, the stories... one you showed me, right? Yes, that's yeah. the one I showed. Oh yeah, you. that that does look awesome. Um, so I'm really excited, and I mean, it's got the whole tagline of, uh, you know, giant monsters, black magic, and true love. And the the comic book ends on kind of a really funky uh, twist, I guess. Um, so say. I'm curious to see... What's up? Yeah, let's say it's a twist. Are you talking about the last panel? Uh, no, that's actually the one I showed you is not the panel. Oh, wow. Uh, the last panel happens much further after this, uh, but there is some nice digs uh, at uh, our... Um... Uh, president, yeah. commander in chief, commander in chief, if you will, um, if you will. So yeah, so uh, it's it's got that it's got that pure uh, John Layman uh, uh, snark in there and 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 joy of 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 basically lambasting the uh, uh, certain aspects of our lives currently. Um, so yeah, no, that was really cool. Uh, I got to also Sarah Grayley, who if anyone reads web comics. Um, she does uh, our super adventure about her and her boyfriend and all their cats. Uh, she also did the uh, 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 she did the she did the Rick and Morty uh, poopy all stars, uh, poopy butthole all stars uh, line uh, comics. She did the art for that. Ooh, um, I'll have to find that and I'll send that to you. Uh, it's her art's fucking cool. Um, and then we saw a bunch of other artists that we've either seen before or. Um, some newer artists. There's a really interesting comic book that's coming out based on a uh, the life of it's it's based on a on a, on a uh, graphic novel that was written up uh, by an artist who was local to Chicago. He ended up passing. It's called uh, it's called fucking forty, but it's F C K I N G forty, um, and it's it's basically like there's tons of different artists on this book. One of my friends is on there. Uh, Gene Ha is on there. Um, and there's a couple others, but it's basically like everyone's taking their, they get, I think they get two pages each. And the main caveat of this entire graphic novel is they're going to follow what Ed had originally lined out for his graphic novel. The only thing that doesn't change 
for every artist that's doing two pages is Ed. Ed has to stay the same through uh, every page, huh. regardless of the artist. But other than that, everything is up to the artist's discretion, basically. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it should be really cool to see when that comes out. I'm trying to keep an eye on it to when I can see I can maybe if I can fund it uh, and and get that because I'm I'm really interested. It's it's a really interesting story. I don't want to go into further detail right now because I feel like it would take too long. Uh, but it's a really fucking cool story. I'll post it along with uh, when we post this podcast up uh, for people to check out. Tell me. Um, so yeah, that was. I mean, that was it. I maybe I bought. I, I had John some of my other chew books that uh, that Rob signed. Um, mostly my uh, my my their Quentin Tarantino riff comic book covers for chew, which are some of my favorites. And uh, and yeah, I, I really didn't buy much else. I just kind of got to enjoy con, as you will. Nice. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Fantastic news. <laughs> yeah. So what's been you? What are you, uh, you been playing anything? Yeah, well, we we both checked out this Radical Heights video game. Ooh, which, let's talk about that. Yes, yeah, so Boss Key's new game law, of Lawbreakers not fame, let's say. <laughs> um, they actually, so they announced a few days before Radical Heights was announced and then came out the day after, um, that there are, they're like, we're aware Lawbreakers did not light the world on fire and we're not, like, going to keep fucking adding shit to the game we're done basically with lawbreakers they're not going to shut down the servers they're not done that way but right and they had they are they are saying like yeah we would like to transition it to free to play but because the publisher is nexon um and not bosky they are kind of their hands are tied and they got more work to do than it may be worth so they may not even do that um then they come out and they're like hey we got a passion project. Passion project. We've yeah. been working on it for five months. We think you're all going to really like it. Hey, guess what? It's a battle royale game. <laughs> to the groans of millions. Uh, because a lot of people are like, what the fuck? A passion project? This is already... Like, if you're working on it for five months, the battle royale genre has already fully exploded by then. So it just seems like yeah. a... It, uh, from the outside, it would appear as some sort of, uh, I don't know, creatively bankrupt cash grab. Let's say <clears throat> that's how it seems, but uh, you know, I don't know. So it launched on April 10th and I've uh, played maybe six, seven matches. Uh, half of those were duos. Didn't win yeah. one. I'm a solo one. I got set to second place. Uh, okay. Uh, and when, when, when somebody, so I got to see what happens when somebody wins and it starts playing, you're the best around. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fucking, I was like, that's great. Even though I just died. That's amazing. And I saw the dude dancing. I was like, this is, yeah. all right, you know what? So it, I, it's got some interesting things going on around the periphery, but boy, when they say they only worked on that for five months, I got to say. Like, it shows. It shows. Like, fucking A. Like, I don't know. There are so many buildings that are, like, not buildings that are just, so, like, gray okay. blobs. It's nuts. I never saw a game that unfit. Like, Savage is, like, the Savage map from PUBG that, that is, like, still months out doesn't have nearly as much gray buildings as that shit. So it's like, okay. I'm like, whoa. So I feel like we're both we're both in the same line, but at the same time, I feel like that's supposed to be, because this is supposed to be a game show. So not everything's an actual building. There are going to be false facades. So like that's what I think because like there's some people who are like, oh, what? Do you, like even one of the dudes I played with today and yesterday was like, oh, what do you think this is going to be? I was like, I think this is all it's supposed to be. Like this is supposed to be like a prop piece of what a building is supposed to be, 
and there's just nothing here because it's a game show. Wow. Then it's I got to say set. that is a huge fuck up then. If that is if yeah. that is intentional, I can't believe that. I can't believe they mean to that. Do was that was my thought. I I think that's fuck I think that's got to be wrong because like compared to like so. there's a lot like, cuz there's so many other places that are like actually places. Like right. you know and then the, then there just aren't like the, these other buildings that are just clearly need to have something going on whether art on the wall like holy or shit something yeah. i mean that was just really like like i was like i was wandering through one and i was like is there even loot that spawns in here like what the fuck is this for and there there was i found a shotgun i was like oh good great but i'm like but it was just like so weird i was just like man i don't know i get i don't know where they are financially and i get that they're like hey this is extreme early access which you know with how people feel about early access I don't know if I would be leaning into how, like, hey, this is really early, by the way. It's just like, you know, you only get people, like, first impressions one time, you know? You don't, you only get to make a first impression one time. So, I, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I question how wise this is coming out if it's not in a super good state. I mean, but that being said, it doesn't feel terrible. The gunplay's not bad. No, um, no, it's not. And you know what? The thing for me that I really, I dig about, it's like, I initially was like, well, this, okay, it's 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 a BR game. Like, it's a Battle Royale. Like, 100 people go in, you know, once one wins. Okay, got it. Um, you know what brought a lot, like, what this brought back to me was the remembrance of games like Smash TV. Yeah, no, yeah, and that definitely is part of the appeal. That and, like, the running yeah. man. I, lo- I yep. love that shit. Like, everything yes. around the, uh, like, the periphery of the actual game. Like the fact it's a game show and it's like in yes. 2025 California, and I'm like, well, wouldn't it be? It, they'd be lucky that fucker isn't in the ocean right now. But whatever, you don't know what part <laughs> of California this is. In. Um, and just like, yeah, I loved and like it's so it's really weird. It's like 80s, but it's in the future. It's like future right. 80s. Um, so I loved all that. Uh, although the announcer, maybe, and like and every time I hear spin to win. Spin two! I'm like, you know, there it's must be an easier way so to... Loud. Yeah, I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, yeah. But, but I like I like where their heart's at. Um, yes. So, and I and the ATM system and all that is interesting. That's fucking, it's fucking... I like that because it adds another rare, a layer of the whole, like, well, I'm, okay, I'm in this laundromat, uh, there's an ATM, uh, should I, I have $1,000, I mean, should I start banking some of this? And then you have to wait. And you can't look around. You have to wait and look straight ahead and not move. And uh. <laughs> yeah. it was not at all like the trailer where they uh, just throw in five thousand yeah. dollars at once or whatever. No. I, which I was just like kind of taken aback. I, I thought it was like exactly that. I thought it was it would look like that. Um, but no, it makes more sense the way it is, where it's like a yeah. total risk. You know, okay, I'm putting in a hundred dollars. Really slowly. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and, and the cool thing is, like, apparently, I, I don't know, in all my matches, I never stumbled upon any cosmetics. So you can find cosmetics in the yes. world, and then once you do that, they unlock in the menu. In, in the, the fries room. Right. So they so you could use, you can already use just, like, real-world money, money. Yeah. But you can also use in-game money if you find it in the real world. So, that's a nice way uh, to like offset the because it's free to play. Yeah, mentioned. Yeah, it is free to play. Um, I will say this: so I found uh, I found a couple of things. I found actually quite a bit of things. Ooh. Um, I have around fifteen or sixteen thousand in-game cash saved up so far. Nice. 
Uh, I found a pair of shoes that I could have, when I initially like found the pair of shoes, I was like, oh, I could afford these. They were $7,500 in game. Mm. Uh, a shirt I found was 45000 45000 But it was rare. It was a rare shirt I found. Well, so well. Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, they got to make money it's somehow. Yeah, um, it's a game. It's a game. It is a game, and it is a Battle Royale game. Now, the thing is, would you... The, the thing is, it's like, would you really play this besides, like, not even counting Fortnite? You, forget about Fortnite. Forget about it. Yeah. Because it's free to play, so it's in this it's in this bracket, let's say. But you got H1Z1. You got yep. Paladin's upcoming Realm Royale, which they're doing a whole redo on that game. And it, actually, it, it looks way more interesting than what they initially were advertising it as. Interesting. Um, they have, like, there's, like, a, at least three different other free ones that I can recall rings of elysium something horizon like like there's like there's, there's tons of other free to play battle royale games with this with right. shockingly similar things going on so so it's just why would you play this one instead of those like i like the game show aesthetic and all that stuff yes. the, the the money you collect and that's the way you can get cosmetics that's all really cool but yeah but but i i it, yeah it's i think it's it's got to maybe I don't know. Goddamn, you gotta be ballsy to, to like to make this your big play. Being like, this is what we're doing. We are jumping in. We are going to try to take down these big ass gorillas like that are PUBG and Fortnite. Like, because that is who you want to be. You don't. You're not aiming right. for H one Z one's player count. Fuck that noise. No. You want the money, man. You want the money, son. You know. So I just uh, <laughs> it's ballsy because uh. I I don't know. I mean, I wonder. I wonder how that's all gonna play. I wonder where player count is gonna be in like a month. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see and how how quickly or how continuously they update and and keep it going because it's extreme early access as yeah. it states on the on the home screen. The first day was really fucked up with duos. Like he couldn't get into a duo game reliably. Like me and my partner got into one then. Never got into another one again. We're like, oh right, Fortnite, and then we, you know, we went and played that. And um, <laughs> actually, and then I, I remember I was, t- I was texting you, and when I said, hey, we're playing Fortnite, you were <laughs> typing something, and then stop typing. I was like, all right. And so he's he doesn't want to play Fortnite. And <laughs> I, was like, hey, I think I think he'll make make up. No, no, never mind. All right, he's he's not. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, okay. Eventually, I will jump back in. I didn't really fully uh, grasp how uh, crazy. Uh, the the Fortnite aspect of BR was. Um, let me give me give me a couple of days. It's fine, and, and I will be back. It's fine. That. It's fine. You know what? Uh-huh. But now that PUBG's uh, he's a good segue. Now that PUBG's got their event mode <laughs> like back up and running, like um, they had like a tequila sunrise. They're calling it where like you had melee weapons and shotguns. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, and I'm like that sounds terrible because that's like the worst weapons in the fucking game. <laughs> like <laughs> shotguns the most unreliable and melee that just blows to hit people. Like unless it's a pan yeah. and that's only because of the plink you get when you hit them. So <laughs> um uh so I was like I don't even want to even fuck it with that. Um and I had played the eight player squad mode on the test servers. They had that as like a trial event and that was a lot of fun. But it was third person only, and you couldn't get eight people in a squad. You could only get four, and then you'd get four random people. So you couldn't get like a whole, a whole, oh. co- yeah. You couldn't get a whole fucking cadre. You know, you couldn't get so, so blue. Yeah. For that reason, I was like, because I was I hear eight player fucking squads. Maybe I'm fucking crazy, but I think, hey, maybe I can get eight people I know together. No. Right. Um, but now, now they have the war mode. 
on the main game. They got a nice little fucking menu in the corner. Like it, it makes it really obvious that there's a new mode to be played. It's really nice. Um, and you, you can get ten people together, all in one party. Um, oh, actually, it's really weird. The party for that works way better. There's a like when you enter the the event mode, it brings you to a different menu, and it is a it looks and feels way better than the actual menu if you were to get like four people together for a squad game. Um, it's odd. But anyway, you get 10 people together. It's 30 people a game. You drop into a small area. You spawn with a weapon. Um, oh. And then you just go. And so, you know, you got 10 people in there. You're marking like, all right, let's all try to land towards the north side-ish. You know, fuck it. It's a, it's, a, it's a very small area. It's like the size of, like, shooting range or something. Or, like, a corner of Pachinki or something. Like, it's tiny. Um, so it is just a fucking shit show. Like, but you're racking up kills that it would be impossible to get otherwise. Like kill counts were like we're just so many people just like in your fucking face. Like it is it is nuts because you can just they also change the way you drop. So the first time you parachute in, it's like normal. But from then on, it's basically if you're aiming straight down, your parachute will open. It will slow you down a little bit, but you will go just straight the fuck down. So you can aim exactly where you want to go. Um, which ends up in a lot of situations where you're like ending up between five fucking people on the on a different squad, and it is immediately blah, 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 you know shoot the shit out of you. Yeah, a lot of people. No, it doesn't happen often because it happens pretty fast. People are dropping in, respawn. There's respawns. Okay, so you re- right. So as you die, you're coming back, and as you're coming back, it's just it's happening so fast. Sometimes you don't even realize people are dropping all around you, but if they notice, they'll shoot the fucking shit out of you as you land. Um, I, and I, I've done that to several people as they're landing. And, like, they die before they even, like, hit the fucking ground. It was awesome. Um, it's, it's I mean, that, that's what PUBG is really... And then this is a limited-time event, but what PUBG really needs is, like, a deathmatch sort of shooting range, something to practice your fucking shooting skills that don't re- revolve around dropping into school like every time and then dying <laughs> or like, you know, that, that's not really a good way to practice. Um, but it is what it is. And I don't know. I'm, I'm digging the fucking events. I love when Fortnite does the events or when PUBG does their events now, uh, like right. Fortnite's got a 50 V 50 mode coming back, but now, oh, now there's shit. two buses. Hilger is two buses. Um, but oh my God. before it was just one bus and people would just like kind of generally mark where, and it was, it was a clusterfuck in an awesome way, but it was a clusterfuck now two right. buses and it's going to be so great. So, <laughs> so yeah, the event mode, I'm, I'm super into that PUBG, and that, and that is what radical heights has to compete against my sheer enthusiasm for these other battle royale games, which is just fucking, ugh, I'm just wet with enthusiasm. So, <laughs> so good luck. So, Cliffy B. Okay. But yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I love. I, I've said this before. I'm a pretty big fan of the battle royale genre. Yeah. No, I know. Have, yeah. Did you um, hear? Um, I, I heard. Okay. I, I did hear. Good. You're, you're, you're a fan. I'm of an enthusiast. Oh, you're an enthusiast. Okay. <laughs> um, before I go into uh, what I was going to talk about for my games, uh, our friends from Croatia were in Boston for uh, PAX, showing off uh, uh, Scum. Uh, showing off one of the new game types, uh, which seems really interesting. I feel like it, it, it made a lot of people, after looking at some of the Twitch chat uh, and stuff, which we all know Twitch chat is kind of cancerous. Um, it's always cancerous. Yeah, not unlike that. all other <laughs> live chat. Like no, no matter what you're watching or doing, it's pretty much people are being the worst. Uh, but it seems a lot of people weren't understanding that, like, 
and I think the best way it was described was uh, Leva, who's uh, stated that like the event they were showing off is kind of like how events work on a quicker scale in Scum, uh, like events work in GTA. Because like in GTA, you'd go to an event, you'd go to a lobby. Once enough people were there, you'd go on. But whereas for Scum, basically any event that you decide to join, it seems the way this worked is like it kind of gave you a countdown. You were able to kind of fuck around with stuff, guns, you know, knives, throwing knives, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then it would then take you to the location of the event where you'd immediately just go at it and start. And they, they provide guns and, and ammo and uh, that kind of stuff. So it was kind of cool to see that. Uh, it seems like they had a lot of couple, they had a lot of awesome people come through uh, their booth. Uh, I may or may not have gently prodded a couple of people to go check them out. Yeah, uh, I... Uh... Just yeah, I saw. I don't know what this was for, but somebody threw something uh, about scum in the PC gaming subreddit, and what everyone couldn't get over, they're like, "Did that guy just shit?" Like that was <laughs> it was like it was a Twitch stream of like six hours, and that was what pe- yeah. everyone was like, "Dude, I think he did." I was like, "Why would you?" And like, and a whole conversation just spawned out of like, "Why?" But awesome. Like it was just, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, dude." When you see what the fuck this game is and the possibilities, like, oh, it's insane. Yeah, so people. It's insane. People should be excited for that. Oh, my God. And also, dude, Due Process was at PAX East. Um, oh, really? That's Okay, so that's the game we were talking about uh, that you were like, oh, it says it's coming out soon. Yeah, it's a soon. Yeah, and it's got, uh, I mean, it looks like Rainbow Six Siege, but... But it's but, it's um, what's the word? I want? Procedurally generated maps, right? Um, and you have and and they brought back. I mean, what's, what Siege doesn't really have is a planning phase, which something that Rainbow Six like originated. Oh yeah, it doesn't yeah. really. I mean, you, they have the drone phase, but you don't like see the map and be like, all right, we're gonna bust through the fucking window here. You know, like that's what Due Process does, and and it just looks so fucking fun. It, it's looked fun since like 2004 when they released a video. Hey. And even then, it didn't look great, but it looked fucking fun. No, yeah, it looked like block people. Block people that would make <laughs> Minecraft look good. So I was like, woo, you know, but, like, just the concept alone of just being able to be like, listen, guys, we're going through the goddamn window, but I want one guy around back, like, c- calling a distraction. Whatever the, like, whoever's calling the plays, like, it just looks so cool. So I'm very excited for that. Video games. Yeah. Oh, my God. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, uh, this is a good time to be like, uh, hey... I'm going to buy a PlayStation because God of War is apparently the Citizen Kane of video games. <laughs> That's what people are saying. Have you looked at any of the reviews? No, I haven't. Oh, my I God. Haven't. People are just like so, – people haven't gushed about a game like this since, like, Grand Theft Auto 4. They're like – they're just on this game's dick. And I, I, just, wow. I just can't get away. And I've really – I was, like, thinking. I was like, ah, it's not going to be that good. It's not going to be that good. I mean, it looks great. It's not going to be that good. But, man, I think it's that good. I – it's one long take, like one long shot. Like it never breaks from the one shot. There's no loading screen. It's just, wow. it's always, you're always Kratos. Always Kratos. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I, uh, unless you die, obviously, then, uh, you know, the camera cuts away. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, that's, he's got to make sure that won't happen. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to buy a PlayStation, PlayStation before I buy a Switch, which, uh, I don't know. It's probably it's probably unwise because I want to still play that Mario, but uh, yeah. what am I gonna really feel when I'm playing Mario? You know, what am I gonna what am feel I, like? It's Mario. It's gonna be Mario. What am I gonna think? You know, I'm like I'm jumping. Fine, but you it's know, gonna be like every other Mario. Yeah. But if I'm Kratos and me and my boy are rolling around trying to fuck up Loki and, and Thor and Odin, who knows? Who knows? Oh man, what fun! Anyway, um. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so I, uh, I've now, I'm going to pull this up real quick, just so everyone is aware. I, uh, I bought, I did, like I said last episode, I, I ended up buying RimWorld for myself. Because uh, I said, fuck it, and I'm an adult, and I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy myself a game. God damn it, that's right. Uh, so I think I bought it the week of my birthday, and it's now two weeks since then-ish. Uh, I put 33 hours in. Wow, that is, uh. That is good. Um, that is borderline poop socking levels. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot of time in that game. Yes. Um, so as I explained, RimWorld's kind of like a survival game from a top-down perspective, where you actually have to like instruct your 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 characters and your your colonists to chop down trees and mine resources and all that kind of. So I've got a pretty good village going. I've got a pretty good uh, uh, a survival location, and um, you know, I'm using the 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 mild the mildest of the storytellers. Uh, so things happen, but not at the craziest of paces. And uh, I'll, I'll get raided every now and again. John, I sent you a photo uh, of what my current uh, graveyard looks like for all the, the people who've decided they wanted to come and raid my, my base. I did see that. And, I mean, I was, yeah. I, was, I was happy to see that you even buried the people. I would have just left them out there to rot. Uh, I currently have a, a, a house deck kind of place for that now oh okay. uh, it's winter it's winter now so they're just kind of out there in the cold oh, good um so then uh there's things that happen so like i said like there's raids and there's moments like there'll be migrating groups of animals and whatnot uh there was a rare what i would consider a mixture of like a mammoth and an elephant and they call it a thrumbo so I opted to take two of my best shooters to go after said thrumbo and kill it for its food and pelt and horn. Oh, uh, okay. It got it got it got into the base, and it proceeded to bite one of my best shooters' legs off. Oh, right. I remember this now. So, so she went at like maybe fifty percent walking speed because she had to hop everywhere. Well, at least she still got her job done. You know? Uh, yeah. So that so that happens. So I had to try to find my way to get in, in touch with an exotic trader, which I finally did. Uh, and I got her. I fastened her. I had her because now I have so like characters can fall in love, and then they like take, they're in the same room together. So then like that opens up spaces for other people, which is awesome. Um, so uh, <laughs> so one of uh one of her her uh, husband. I think they're married now in the game. Um. They, I had him perform the surgery to give her a bionic leg, which is awesome because then it now increases your walking speed to one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, I was saying, man, if possible, I would just love to get a bionic anything right now. Like, you know, like yeah, why I'll, not? Like a, a better leg, a better arm. Let's go. Which you can do. I mean, even if even if characters in the game aren't like missing limbs, uh, you can just choose to have them be operated on to give them. Uh, a bionic leg oh. or arm or oh. what have you. Great, get them in line. Get them in line. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Uh, so then uh, I had walked. I was out uh, with one of my characters, running him through the, to uh, hunt some some animals because we needed uh, meat to cook. And uh, <laughs> I walked past a location that said an ancient evil stirs inside. So I went, oh, what the fuck is this? Uh, I opted not to, to mess with it too quickly, but I marked it for myself to know where it was. Now, mistakenly, to my my effect. I had marked it as a home piece because, like, you can mark where, like, your home location is. So if you ever have a situation where you need to lock down or restrict your characters, like if there's toxic fallout, which can happen, uh, you can lock them down to an indoor location by marking a home location or a home zone. 
So I had accidentally marked a part of this wall as a home location or home zone. And a pair of sappers from one of the colonies who hates me to death uh, and wants to see me dead uh, decided to show up. And they opened up the door to the ancient evil, which turned out to be a thing, a race of, of, of mechanoids, which are either like they're like weird scyther like creatures or uh, centipede like creatures. But they have like massive robotic weaponry like lances and that shoot massive like bullets and then there's one that has a minigun um yeah not great not great no doesn't sound good they took out the uh the raiding party uh most all but one killed them dead instantly uh they got off some rounds and some grenades and uh yeah not great they, they didn't last very well. Uh, so then we had to take up the rest of it. And uh, while everything was working out great, uh, the same colonist who lost the leg uh, got shot in the left eye. Oh, that's really specific. <laughs> and within, like, two weeks, I had another exotic trader who showed up with a fantastic bionic eye. So now she has a bionic eye. Oh, good. It's, dude, it's insane, the stories. And, like, each character has a story. And, like, each character, like, they're, like I said before, their flaws are kind of told within their story. And they all excel at something. Like, I have one character, I have two characters that constantly fight each other because they're both really smart and they both hate each other. I mean, it's just it's just how it works out. It's, it's I'm telling you, it's fun. I'll have to stream it sometime or I'll just fucking take a video because now I own Vegas as well. Yes, yes. And let me tell you, now as you venture into the world of video editing, you will find <laughs> it is a fun rewarding and hair pulling experience i mean i don't know as long as the fucker doesn't crash on you before you forget to hit the save button think about writing a paper think about writing the most important paper of your life and then think about how that motherfucker crashed and you forgot to save it's like that but worse because um, a paper words can be you can just say those words again but sometimes you just had shit just fucking right in this video anyway i'm just speaking from a personal experience but i'll tell you what since i bought the latest vegas that you have which I, I haven't run into any of those problems. It was only Vegas twelve or thirteen. Yeah, so let's let's throw this out there because if you are, and I'm gonna look right now at almost five o'clock on uh, Friday the thirteenth. Uh, if you go to Humble Bundle, I'm just I'm just double checking. Yeah, Hang see on. if it's still because this is a de- this is a real good deal. It's way better than what I. This is a real good deal. Uh, if you go to Humble Bundle right now and click on their software bundle, you get Vegas Pro 14 Edit for $20. Goddamn. $20. I think part of this that I noticed is now uh, they're advertising Vegas 15 for me. They're like, hey, for 50 bucks you can get Vegas 15. And I'm like, fuck you. I just bought this. <laughs> uh, so I think that's probably partly why they're uh, they're fire-sailing this digital software. Yeah. But regardless. But I mean... I mean, it comes with photo. It comes with magic photo. Magic X. Magics. X, ma- I don't know how to say it. Oh, is that- Magix. Yes. Magics Photo Manager Deluxe. Uh, photo and Graphic Designer. Photo Story Deluxe. Music Maker for 80s and hip-hop. Uh, vintage Suite Effects. Effects Suite. Web Designer. Sound Cleaning Lab. Like, yeah, there's tons of software here. Probably not all of it I'm going to use, but I'm definitely probably going to start using the fuck out of Vegas Pro 14. Yeah, I would advise it. It's it's uh people say, well, that's not Adobe Premiere, and I'm like, you're right, it's not. I don't and I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means. I mean, I just the thing is like I cut my teeth on iMovie, then Final Cut, then my Mac blew up, and I was like, well, I'm not doing that again. Um, <laughs> and I just learned Vegas, and now that is that's the video program I know, and with some slight 
very minimal things, I've never run into a problem that Vegas cannot solve. So, uh, yeah, feel feel somewhat confident in buying that. Although I'm not a video like fucking savant, you know. I don't really know. I couldn't be like, you know, and the reason Final Cut is the reason everyone like, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, this shit does everything I need it to do, and I don't get what else I need. I would need it to do. It can do green screen shit. What more do you need than that? Right. What true? More? Tell me. I don't know. I don't. I don't need more than that. Okay. I, that, Good. But yeah, uh, that's. I would. I would highly suggest if you want to do videos and whatnot, definitely look into this because holy shit, twenty bucks, totally fucking worth it. Hell yeah! Now that we, do you think they're gonna pay us for this? Probably not, John. Oh, oh dear. I really wish. Uh, pay us money. Anyway, so yes. we gotta we gotta talk about the rat real fast. Yes. Okay. So uh, people who uh, have seen King of Kong, one of my favorite documentaries. Uh, okay, it's about a guy named Steve Weeb who uh, is trying yeah, to Steve Weeby. Weeby? Yeah. It's Weeby. I think it's Weeby. Okay, let's go Weeby. Steve Weeb. Whatever. Weeby. It's Weeby now. <laughs> uh, say his name four times and he loses all meaning. Um. So anyway, basically, it's about how this guy's trying to get a high score in, in uh, Donkey Kong. And there's this guy, Billy Mitchell, who's got, like, the world's first per- perfect game in Pac-Man. He's got, all like, a whole bunch of classic video game high scores. Um, he is, like, this fucking... He is a video game savant when it comes to, like, getting high scores in classic arcade games. Okay. Yeah. However, uh, it's come out... And, and, and in this documentary, though a lot of it is kind of, like, clearly... Uh, played up and bullshit yes. let's say yeah it does yep. seem like billy mitchell's a prick it just does yeah. it does seem that way um it's just, he comes across like an absolute douche yeah and i'm and i'm you know he's clearly like the villain of the story like no matter how they played it it would seem that way because you're voting yeah. for steve and fuck billy um <laughs> and fuck billy even more now because it turns out a lot of his scores are actually bullshit uh he yeah. was, or at the very least he was using an emulator which means which means then, not this doesn't count at all because you could be like freezing frames and all sorts of bullshit if you're not playing it off the actual uh, device. And the actual cabinet, the actual yeah. cabinet, the actual motherboard. It's got to be verified by Twin Galaxies, the yep. the board that like takes all this shit and compiles all their ratings and stuff. And now, coincidentally enough, now Steve Weeby is number one in Donkey Kong, which without Billy Mitchell got his ass the fuck out of there. Um, he is banned. He's banned from he Twin Galaxies. He's banned. He, the Guinness Book of World Records today it was like he's out. Yep. Billy Mitchell's a fucking rat. That's what they said. Yep. Not no, they he's didn't. A piece of shit. But they might as well have. Um, and I just can't. <laughs> you know, it's just what the hell, dude. I just can't believe it. I mean, what kind of swarmy really? prick? I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of can't believe it because what kind of guy would be this fake motherfucker for so long? You you didn't even get the high score. Like this is what you're known for, man. That and the hot sauce. I mean, it's just <laughs> that's true. I just I just couldn't. I really couldn't believe. It. I was like, wow. I thought I thought this is I because I'd heard this was developing last few weeks. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm talking about we got to get this tape. There's a tape that shows all the whatever the fuck. I'm like, this is, sounds like some zeitgeist 9/11 shit. Like I can't even follow this anymore. But man, it turns out. I mean, it's like in. in Irrefutable. Like, he, he used the fucking emulator. The way the level loads is only because it was loaded. Like, I was looking into this pretty deep, and I was reading through a lot of the comments, and it's like, there's no getting out of this. This motherfucker cheated. 
And I, I just, I'm just, I'm just shocked, floored. I'm, I'm really not. I don't know what to believe. I'm really not. Billy floored. Mitchell is a fucking fraud. He's a fraud. He's the biggest fraud. And a rat. I just, I just can't believe it. Steve Weeby. <laughs> Steve Weeby. He's now the true Donkey Kong champion. That's all that matters to me. The true Donkey Kong champion. Oh, God damn it. All right, well, I had to get that out there. That was, that was big, big news. That was big news. I yes. saw it everywhere today. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think I think I got everything out. Yeah. 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 Did I talk about God of War? He's got an axe. He can throw it, and it comes <laughs> back to him. Holy what shit. About, what about Battle Royale games? Oh, there's this new one called... No. <laughs> okay, that's it for this week. What a fucking... This was a fun episode. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us at facebook.com slash bullshit. You can find us on iTunes. You can, you know, subscribe. You can review it. You can show it to your friends. Uh, you can show it to your mom. You show it to your friends again? I don't know. Um, maybe your mom's your friend. Maybe your mom is your friend. Yeah. That's okay. That's cool. Eh. Maybe. I don't know. Eh. Um, but, yeah, no, come come hang with us when we do this, and, and maybe we'll be doing some live stuff soon now that I may be getting back into streaming because Streamlabs is awesome. Um, Streamlabs pay me, thanks. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, we maybe might do this live sometime soon. Uh, John, where the hell can they find you? can find me on YouTube at HOZ.WTF. That is HOZ.WTF. I once again told some people to check that out, and they are like, what? Huh? Like, they didn't get it's it. Real. Just throw that. That is the URL. www.HOZ.WTF. Like, you know, I could tell you, oh, or you could look up Isaac Haas. That's Isaac HOZ. Like, fuck that. It's Haas.WTF. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with the Isaac Haas from Purdue University. No, no. Fuck that guy. Which I found out was a real person. Yeah. No, he's dead. That guy <laughs> is a fr- Now, that is a fraud. Um, <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter at Posh, P-O-S-C-H. Sweet. Yes. Guys, you guys can find me on Twitter at M. Hilger. That's M-H-I-L-G-E-R. And you can find me on Twitch when I'm Twitch streaming. Uh, I've been playing some uh, Radical Heights and some RimWorld. I'm gonna do more, maybe maybe coming back to Rocket League, possibly. I don't know. But you can find me at twitch.tv slash stick in a box and it's gonna be fun and we can all have a good time and laugh at how bad I am at certain things, I guess. I don't know. Uh that's it. That's what you do on um, Twitch. We'll 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 see you guys uh next next week. Next week. Yes. Next week. Yes. Goodbye. Bye.